when he was closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah commanded him that his nation should pray 50 prayers per day. 50 prayers per day. The Prophet took this command of Allah and began to descend the heavens, ready to report to his nation that Allah has commanded us to pray 50 times a day. And it is on his way down that he encounters Musa alayhi salam, the Prophet, who was sent to Bani Israel, the most stubborn nation that Allah sent messengers to. And when he informed Musa alayhi salam that Allah has commanded that I tell my nation to pray 50 times a day, Musa alayhi salam said, go back to Allah and ask him to make it easier on your nation. They will not be able to handle 50 times a day. So the Prophet ﷺ went back to Allah and asked Allah to make it easier. And so it went from 50 to lower to 40. And then he went back down and again he encountered Musa ﷺ. And again Musa ﷺ advised him that to seek, seek ease from Allah until eventually he went back and forth between Musa ﷺ and Allah until Allah lowered it to five times daily prayer. But the reward of it will be 50. The Prophet ﷺ gave the example of prayer. He said, if one of you had a house next to the river, and every day he went to the river and washed in the river five times a day, would he be a clean person? The companion said, of course, he'd be the cleanest person. The Prophet ﷺ said, that is the example of five times daily prayer. The prayer cleans us. The prayer washes our sins away. It allows us to rid ourselves of all of the troubles that we have in our heart. The salah comes, the time for prayer comes. We turn to Allah. We focus on Allah. And it cleans us of all that has gone past from the past prayer. The Prophet ﷺ said that between two prayers, each prayer is an expiation, is cleaning what came between that and the previous prayer. So from each prayer to each prayer, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is cleaning us from all that we have done. So we get up for one of the five daily prayers. We make wudu. And when we make wudu, the water, every drop of water that comes off of our limbs as we make wudu, our sins falling off. The forgiveness of Allah coming to those limbs to clean them of all that they have done. When we wash our mouth, all of the bad things that we have said, the sins of our mouth come dropping out when we uh, expel the water. When we wash our face, all those things that we have seen, all of those sins that we have seen are getting washed away. And we go to the masjid, or we go to that area in our home which is designated for salah, and we say, Allahu Akbar. And the Prophet ﷺ taught that when you enter the prayer, you raise your hands. And some of the scholars mention, why do we raise our hands like this when we enter the prayer? And many of them say that it is getting rid of everything that is behind you. You're throwing the dunya behind you. You're throwing all your troubles behind you. You're expelling everything from your heart except for Allah. And you say, Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater. Allah is greater than my troubles. Allah is greater than the sins I have, I have committed. He will forgive me. Allah is greater. And we enter into prayer, and now we are in a private conversation with Allah. We begin Surah Al-Fatiha, 
the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah said, I split Surah Al-Fatiha, I split the prayer between me and my slave, between me and my servant who is praying to me. When he says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, I say, my servant has praised me. When he says, all praise belongs to Allah, all praise, all thanks, all gratitude belongs to Allah, Rabbil Alameen, the caretaker, the Lord, the nurturer of all that exists. When we say this, Allah says, my servant has praised me. As we continue, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, the most compassionate, the most merciful. There is no mercy, there is no compassion greater than the compassion and love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for His creation. And when we say Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, My servant who is praying to me, my servant has glorified me. When we say, Maliki yawmiddin, the owner, the king, of the day where every soul will be rewarded or punished for what it did, he is the owner. He is the king on that day. No one has power on that day except for him. When we say, Maliki yawmiddin, Allah says, my servant has grandized me. We then say, It is you alone that we worship. And it is you alone that we ask for help. I would like to draw your attention to something so beautiful in Surah Al-Fatiha. Before this we were saying, Allah, all praise belongs to Him. He is the most gracious. He is the most compassionate. He is the most merciful. He is the owner on the Day of Judgment. He is the King on the Day of Judgment. Then what do we say? It is you we worship. In, this, in Surah Al-Fatiha, there is a flip. From praising Allah in the third person to all of a sudden you are praising Allah, it is you we worship. And it is, this time, it is at this time that you are entering into the presence of Allah. Allah hears everything that you say. It is you we worship. It is you we submit to. It is you we obey. And it is you we ask for help. The Prophet ﷺ said, When you seek help, seek help with Allah. When you seek help, seek help with Allah. It is you we worship and you we ask for help. What are we asking help for? Guide us to the straight path. Guide us to the straight path. What path is the straight path? The path of those that you have blessed who will be in Jannah in the hereafter. The path of those who you have guided to do what is right in their lives. Not those who have incurred the anger of Allah. What does it mean to incur the anger of Allah? How does Allah become angry at someone? Allah becomes angry at someone when they know the truth, but they don't do the truth. And after they make that mistake, they don't turn back to Allah. This is what means for Allah to be angry at someone. Nor those who are astray. And when we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance, guide us to the straight path. What is the straight path? Is it literally a path? Is there a street that I can go to called the straight path that we are asking Allah to guide us to? No, it's not literal, it's figurative. And there are many different interpretations of what it means to be on the straight path. 
Some say the straight path that we are asking Allah to guide us to is the truth. We are asking Allah to guide us to the truth. Other commentators say we are asking Allah to guide us to Islam and to help us act on Islam. Others say the straight path is the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. The way that he was, that is the straight path. And others say that the straight path is the Qur'an. After we make Surah Al-Fatiha, what, what Surah comes next in the Mus'haf? Surah Al-Baqarah. In which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alif Lamim, ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ هُدًا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ That is a book, there is no doubt about it. It is guidance for those who fear Allah. After we made dua, Ya Allah, guide us to the straight path, Allah answers our dua in the next surah saying, this Qur'an is guidance. Here it is. This is the guidance that you have been asking. So those who are guided to the straight path are those who are clinging to the Qur'an, adhering to the Qur'an, who are reciting it and trying their best to act on its contents. As the prayer continues, we bow to Allah, we prostrate to Allah, we place our forehead on the ground for Allah. One of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, before he would go into sujood, he would blow the ground to remove any dust that was on the ground. And the Prophet ﷺ said, don't blow. Let your face become dirty. Let, your, let the dust be on your face from your prostration to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet ﷺ said, أَقْرَبُ مَا يَكُونُ الْعَبْدُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَهُوَ السَّاجِدُ The closest that you will ever be to Allah is when you are in prostration, when you are, have your forehead on the ground. That's when you are closest to Allah. فَأَكْثِرُ الدُّعَى So make a lot of dua. Speak to Allah. Know that He is listening to you. Speak to Allah as if He is your friend, as if He is the one guiding you and helping you in all the situations in your life. And after you are done with the prayer, make sure that you stay. Don't immediately jump and go do what you want to do. Stay. Do some of the adhkar. And leave your prayer in peace. After we pray and we just jump up and we go back to our business, it's as if that prayer didn't affect our heart. It's as if we're just going back to the business and we forgot about the prayer. The prayer should linger with you for the next few hours. You should remember Allah in your prayer, and after you leave the prayer, keep remembering Allah in your heart. Keep talking to Allah in your heart. Keep speaking to Allah as you go throughout your daily affairs. وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت وسلمت وباركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزد لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيم الصلاة